Hey everyone, this is Christopher Luxon, the former CEO of Air New Zealand. This is John Lee Dumas, the founder and host of Entrepreneurs on Fire. This is Tracy Ibarra. I'm an executive solutions at Dell Technologies. This is Travis Chappell, founder of Build Your Network. If you are wanting to learn how to embrace change and to navigate through disruption as a leader, then listen to the Leadership is Changing podcast. The Leadership is Changing podcast. The Leadership is Changing podcast with my good friend, my very good friend, Dennis Giannoutsos. Welcome to Leadership is Changing. Each week, we and our guests provide information and insights through exploring leading change. This is taking your leadership to another level by finding the balance between executive excellence and personal well-being through stories that inspire real change. It's time to adapt in our fast-moving world when leadership is changing with your host, Dennis Giannoutsos. Hey, welcome to the show. Leadership is changing. What we as leaders know to be true is that change is constant. Leaders everywhere confront similar obstacles because people are people, but everywhere you go, leaders are overwhelmed, disrupted, and under pressure. They run from email to email, meeting to meeting. Many leaders are not changing quick enough, which means they run the risk of becoming irrelevant and being left behind. The purpose of the show is taking our listeners' leadership to another level by finding their balance between executive excellence and personal well-being through stories that inspire real change. I believe we don't have enough effective leaders in the world today, and if we can get the leaders to step up and lead change, then they can inspire real change. Hey, listeners, it's now time to adapt in our fast-moving world, and I want to welcome you to this Ask Dennis episode, which is a freestyle episode. I'm asked a question by our listeners, or... I share my insights, thoughts, and experiences from working with leaders around the globe. Hey, listeners, if you haven't already checked out, check out the Facebook group, Leadership is Changing. Love to see you there. Come across and join us and and, uh, share your thoughts and insights around leadership, change, mindset. There's a whole lot of different things around uh, leadership is changing in that whole topic. For those of you who are on LinkedIn I've also created a LinkedIn page called, you know, it's the Leadership is Changing podcast. It's a page that you can go to. We've had a huge number of people actually join it in the last two weeks. And uh, feel free to go ahead and join that page, which is on LinkedIn. Wow. What a first week of the new year it's been. And uh, welcome to the new year. And I've got to say to you is that it's just amazing to see what things have transpired in the first week of this brand new year. Countries have gone into further lockdown, and some of them have gone down into really heavy lockdown, and uh, they're going to be like that probably to the end or of, of the month, going into the middle of the following month. Uh, countries have had political issues, uh, all sorts of things happening there. People have gone back to work after the holidays, and some people have struggled to go back to work, but they're back into it already. People have already quit their New Year resolutions. That's right, they've given up on them, and uh, so they've already quit on those. And others have started off their New Year by setting their goals, and I am seeing them on Facebook and LinkedIn and other social media platforms, plus I've also speaking to them personally, and they are so excited about their new goals, their new business ventures, their new branding, their new role that they want to go off and do, where they want to take their organization next, where they want to take their business, their customers and stakeholders to next, they are excited about this year ahead of us. 
So how's your first week been? What's your first week been like for you? And what have you done this uh, in this first week already? Well, today I want to talk to you about a topic which is really quite interesting called Treat Others the Way That You Like to Be Treated. And I shared this uh, with a sort of a Facebook Live recently uh, in relation to a story that I'm about to share with you. And, and the feedback and the traction around it was quite interesting to see. But there's a great quote out there that says, the way you see people is the way you treat them. And that's by Zig Ziglar. John C. Maxwell, who's a mentor of mine and followed him for about 30 years, he's written about 80 books. He's a speaker, writer, great guy, and he talks about leadership and team building and so forth and personal development. And he talks about on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being the lowest, 10 being the highest, what number are you putting on people's heads as you look at them? In other words, what rating are you giving them? Are they a 10 out of 10, a stellar kind of person? Wow, fantastic. Or you're looking at them at a three. Because depending on what numbers you put on people's heads will determine the way that you treat them. And I've seen leaders uh, getting their numbers and their goals across the line, doing very well performance-wise in an organization, a company. But when you look back and you step back and you look at them and you look at what's actually gone on, yes, congratulations. They've gone and met their numbers and done very well to get the organization to another level or across the line. But what they've also done is they've run over top of people. They've gone and burned people out. They've gone and seen a whole lot of people who would leave the organization. The old saying, people join organizations, but they leave people because of people, because they're leaders. There's a great example. People do burn people out, but it comes down to how you treat them. Now, four weeks ago, uh, I actually um, went to the local markets. And I uh, went there on a Saturday morning and uh, loved going there. And I had to go to the bathroom. And when I went into the bathroom, there was this wallet on the floor. And I'm telling you, this wallet was huge. And I thought, wow, what's happened here? Oh, no, someone's dropped their wallet. And then I thought, hang on a sec, maybe someone's stolen it, taken what they need, and just dumped it here. Well, I had to make a decision on what I wanted to do. Did I want to just walk away and deny that I saw it and just move on in my life? Did I want to take the wallet and then go and hand it into somebody at the risk of being accused of something being taken? Because somebody else may have already taken something, and then when I go to hand it in, you know, it's not there, and then try and explain that. So what I did is I decided, no, the right thing here to do here is because if this was my wallet, I would want someone to hand it in. So I picked it up and I thought, oh, it's on the bathroom floor. What am I going to do? Pandemics, things like that right now. So I got this big wad of toilet paper and I then went and picked up the wallet and I walked out. As I was walking out, somebody else walked in. But I had the wallet in my hand, so I realized that wasn't the person's wallet. So that was okay. Then I walked to a local stall, um, who somebody I know there. And explained to them what had happened. And I said, what do I do? Where do I hand this in? And then they said, oh, let us get us, let's get the market manager, the person who's organizing the markets. So they called that person over. I explained the situation. They took the wallet. They thanked me, and they said they were going to hand it in to the police. When they looked at the wallet, there was a driver's license. And they can recognize the name, and they realized it was another stall uh, owner 
And so they went to that person and handed in the wallet to them. Apparently, the person's face was just shocked that A, they didn't realize they had lost their wallet, and B, that everything was still in there. And so they were so thankful and they really wanted to meet me who handed it in, but I had already gone and left. About two weeks later, I'll go back to that stall and the guy there says to me, oh, hey, Dennis, the manager of the markets wants to find you and see you because they want to introduce you to the persons who lost their wallet because they want to say thank you. And then they, the manager of the market saw me and she says, look, I don't know if you want to see them or whatever. And I said, yeah, I'm happy to go and say hello. So I went and said hello. And the person was so excited and, and happy and thanked me and shook my hand. They then wanted to give me a gift to say thank you. And I said, thanks, but I, 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 you don't have to do that. I, don't, I didn't do it to, to get a gift or to, to, to be thanked like that. I mean, I did what I did. And um, they were very happy that it did turn out that way. And the thing here was that they did give me a gift, which is very precious and very nice of them. And so if I was to lose my wallet, I would hope somebody else did that for me. I'm sure you're the same too. If something happened to you, you would want people to treat you the way that you would treat them. See, a lot of this comes down to leadership. It comes down to the character of the person. See, character is how you treat those who can do nothing for you. Now, this person can't do anything for me, but it was their wallet. It was their livelihood. It was probably, they probably had credit cards and money, cash probably in there. I don't know. But the important thing here was it would be the inconvenience for them to try and cancel everything. Also, understanding or knowing where it is. Identity fraud, all sorts of things happen nowadays. And so by handing that in, it was really important for them. And I've seen where certain leaders in the world will talk to people at all different levels of the organization. I get asked all the time, Dennis, how come you speak to, every, uh, to, to so-and-so in the organization and these other people? Well, I speak to everyone at all levels. I'll start with the CEO and I'll go down all the different levels within the organization. I'll speak to the cleaners. I'll speak to the cafe people. I'll speak to everybody. Why? Because I want to treat them as, as human beings, treat them as they are. And that's the thing that's really, really important, that we do treat everybody, because if you treat them the way that you want to be treated, then they're going to treat you back nicely. And so I think it comes down to servanthood. I think it comes down to integrity and honesty. And it also comes down to being a, a decisive leader and making decisions. So I had to make a, lead, a decision quickly about that, that wallet, but also how I wanted to treat that person that I didn't even know. And so servanthood is really important. We're out there to serve others. It's not about you as a leader. It's about how you can serve others. Second thing is, is your integrity and honesty is really important as a leader. How do you stand up and what do you say and do is really important. That integrity, that honesty plays a huge amount. That's the character of the person, of the leader. The third thing is, your words and your actions matter. They are very powerful. What you say and how you say it plays a massive part in that. And that plays in all levels of leadership and all levels in life. Whatever you say and do really plays on you. I have a good friend of mine who put a post on Facebook or on social media this week, and he talked about, at times, how he might be treated by others. Well, at times, how he may actually think about himself and where things are at and feels vulnerable at times, but also he was just having an honest conversation with people. The traction that he got on that post was amazing. 
Because a lot of people think like that or feel like that. And so how do we treat other people as really, really important in what we do? Because words and actions are powerful indeed. I interviewed recently a guy called John Lee Dumas on my podcast. He's a podcaster. He has one of the top ones in the world. It's called Entrepreneurs on Fire. And he talked about people want to be led by people. They don't want to be led by a title. They want to be led by a person. They want that person to treat them as a person. They want the person to sit there and listen to them. So then they're heard. They want to feel like they've been heard. Not just having lip service pay played to them or paid to them. They want to feel be they want to feel like they've been heard. So leadership is huge, team. Character, servanthood, integrity, honesty, and words and actions are powerful things as well. But as a leader, you need to be decisive and make sure you make decisions. Even if we think about social media, as I said before, how do you treat others on social media? I've seen over the last few years a lot of people actually having go at other people on social media, people that I've never met face-to-face, people that I never understand or know very well. And so social media is a great tool, but also can cause problems as well. Be very careful in how we actually treat people when we're on social media for sure. Networking. This is an interesting one here, in particular the way that we treat people and how do you treat others. You see, for a lot of people, it's only about them. They're the, they're the number one. And so they will use their networks, and there's a key word, use their networks to get things that they want. So how do you approach people in your network? How often do you approach them? Do you go like a little dog with their tongue hanging out looking for the bone? Or do you go in there to actually build relationships? And I mean quality relationships, relationships that are going to be for, the, for a long term, not just a short term. There'll be some relationships that people come into your field for a while and then move on to go do something else. That's great. But when they are there with you, make it an awesome relationship. And one thing I always want to make sure I do, and that is, and this is what mentors of mine have always said over the the years of my career, always make sure that people leave you feeling better than when they first came to you. So leave them with positive thoughts. Always encourage them. Build them up in an authentic way to help them where they want to go and what they do. Build a network, but build a network of relationships that are key that add value to the other person from you. Treat them the way that you want to be treated, and it will come back to you as well. But what about your team? How do you handle your team, your customers, your stakeholders? What do you do with them, and how do you treat them on a daily basis, in a meeting, in a one-on-one conversation? And so for a lot of people, when they get stressed, when they're under pressure, when they have a lot of deadlines, when their back's against the wall, their personality may change. And so check in all the time, team, to ask yourself, how am I treating people? Am I treating others like the way I want to be treated? Then the other thing would be around your family and your friends. What do you like to live with? How do you treat your family? How do you treat your friends? Are you treating them the way that you want to be treated? Because you see, if you don't actually treat people well, it's going to come back and bite you. Yeah, some people call the word karma, they call it karma. I just think that if you are doing something and you don't have a lot of people around you, you might need to ask yourself a question, what's going on and how come I don't have people with me? See, people that you take for granted today 
could be the people that you need tomorrow. number of times I've said to people in a workshop that the person sitting in the room today could be your future boss. Someone could be your future employer, employees. How you react, how you treat others, the way that you do things, people are watching you all the time. Your team, your business, your organization, your customers, your stakeholders, they get the leadership they deserve. Give them great leadership. Give them leadership that's world-class. Leadership that's world-class is somebody or some people who will actually treat others the way that they want to be treated. Treated brilliantly. Treated with a VIP service. Always think about others. It's not always about you. Now make a difference and be the difference maker. It's having a growth mindset. A mindset of being a multiplier, not a diminisher. If you have that growth mindset, then you can be multiplier. You can help others. You can look for people's strengths. Look at that number 10 on their head. Look for what they're, where they're at. Look at how you can give them opportunities for them to excel and go on to do other big things in their life. See, your success is their success. People in your team, in your organization, if they go off and become successful because the way that you treat them, that they feel great, that they feel like they want to go and do more, it's because it comes down to how we treat them. If we're pulling them down all the time and we're not treating them well, they're going to leave. They'll vote with their feet. And so make sure that we're always doing that. The biggest way that I always look at doing it is put yourself in their shoes. If you put yourself into their shoes and you think about where they're coming from and then how they might think about things or take things on board, that's really key. But then on the decisive side, this is what I'm going to say to you as well. That you don't want to sit back and go, oh, I can't say that or don't want to do that because you feel like you may offend a lot of people. There are things that you're going to do as a leader that will offend others. But if your messaging is consistent, if your messaging and the way that you treat others is consistent, then what people do will know is that they understand who you are and where you're coming from. This is the final thing I'll say to you, team. The power of words and actions matter. Choose wisely. Team, go into the Facebook group and check out Leadership is Changing. Go to LinkedIn and look out for the page, Leadership is Changing. That's the podcast one. And I love to see you in those different groups and those different areas as well. What we as leaders know to be true is that change is constant. Change is incredibly scary, especially with the unknown and the unfamiliar territory. It's time to adapt in our fast-moving world when leadership is changing. Look out for the episodes as they've been released. Download them. Have a listen. Put a review and a rating. Share them with your friends, your family, your network. If there's any feedback you'd like to give me on the show about the show, or if there's a question you'd like me to ask my guests as I interview them, or if you have a question for me on the Ask Dennis episode, then feel free to send me an email, dennis at leadingchangepartners.com. Hey listeners, it's always a pleasure to be with you. Thanks for joining me on this today's uh, session, and we'll talk again soon. Until next time, bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Leadership is Changing with your host, Dennis Giannoutsas. Each week, we and our guests provide information and insights through exploring leading change, inspiring executives and leaders to adapt and lead a bigger game in a fast-moving world.